0: Hello, so a quick one from myself with some absolutely amazing news and something that I'm really excited about and I probably wanted to do for a very, very, very long time. So, I am hosting my very, very first solo uh, seminar, which is a female fat loss seminar in Dublin on the 9th of October, which is a Sunday. And I'll be starting at around half nine or 10 o'clock and we're finishing up at about half three. So it's gonna be in the Radisson Blue St. Helens Hotel in Dublin, so it's close enough to the M50 if you're coming from various different locations. I know some people are even coming, have even booked flights and are coming in for it. I'm probably gonna keep the numbers like smaller than I probably should, because I wanna make sure that everyone's getting attention to what their problems are or what they are looking for out of it. So what is the Female Fat Loss Seminar gonna be talking about? It's gonna be looking at the basics of the menstrual cycle it's going to be looking at how do you train and you working your nutrition around your menstrual cycle we're going to talk about the pill does it cause weight gain the different types of pill we are also going to talk about menopause perimenopause how to work with people around that as well we are going to work around pcos we're going to talk about endometriosis loads of different things so we will be very very full-on information but this is perfect for someone who's just looking to upskill themselves. It's perfect for a personal trainer or a nutritionist looking for a portal or a way for them to kind of like upskill themselves and up their upskill their knowledge so that they can help with their clients. So I know the people that have purchased the tickets are so far, I'm really, really excited for those already. So the talk is happening on the Sunday, the 9th of October, in the Radisson Blue St Helens Hotel in Dublin, and it will kick off at about half nine or ten o'clock. And we will be on for the day so tickets are the early bird price tickets are 70 euro Dublin hotels are not cheap so it's it's 70 euro for a ticket if you're coming with a friend bring a friend if you're coming solo a couple of the people are already coming solo as well so it could be a way for you to meet myself in person I'd lo- I wanted to meet more people I ran a seminar when I used to work in a gym and I ran that for free and I think about 30 people showed up which was amazing on the two parts. So there'll be lunch in the in the middle that you guys can get as well. And then there'll be tea and coffee provided by me on the morning off because we'll need tea and coffee. So hopefully you got you everyone listen to this or some people listen to this will join me in my first very solo in-person seminar. I've missed doing these. This has been a go for twenty twenty two and I just need that little bit of a push to do it. So thank you so much for all your support for listening to the podcast over the last little while. I'm really really excited for this so if you are interested click the link in the right up below and I look forward to seeing you at the Radisson Blue St. Helens Hotel Dublin on the 9th of October. If you have any questions about it let me know and I will see you there. Hello 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 so thank you so much again for listening to the Shane Walsh podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. This episode has come from a conversation i had with a client this morning after kind of going through check-ins and it was one of those kind of like epiphany moments that the client had and it's in relation to the irony of quick fixes and what they actually do and what we believe them to do and what they actually entail and what they do so we all know what the quick fix is like if you ever are out for dinner with a friend or if you're over at a friend's house for a meal or if you're out meeting for a coffee there's generally a conversation amongst friends and family of like oh I'm on this diet what diet are you on like your diet needs a name in order for it to be accepted or it needs to be but generally a lot of those kind of like if you think about like oh an example for the client that I'm talking about, they went out for lunch, and they were chatting with their mates, and their friends were like, "Oh, I'm on the Atkins diet," which I haven't heard for for years. And then they were like, "Well, I'm also trying Slimming Clubs. I'm also trying keto." So the three or four friends, out of the four friends that were there, three of them had try or are trying or have been trying these these so called fad diets and fad diet generally means food avoidance diet fad means food avoidance diet so as you know and you're fully aware of now if you've listened to this episode forever these episodes for a very long time avoiding a food that you enjoy or avoiding any food realistically is not going to work long term it were you're relying too much on willpower you're relying too much on things that are beyond your control and just it makes things a hell of a lot harder for yourself And I think there's a massive element of self-blame and harshness to the language that we use against ourselves if we are struggling with our weight or blaming ourselves for things if we can't lose weight and we make it very personal that we almost attach, I am a failure because I can't lose weight. We, We come back to that element of it's my fault, I can't lose weight. I wouldn't say it's the individual's fault. That's me being a 100% honest. Generally, what I would say, there's the whole language of do people fail diets or do diets fail people? I would say it's partly, probably in the middle somewhere of the education system hasn't been provided in schools. So like if you look back at school when I was there, we got no education on nutrition. It wasn't there. The, this generation now are... Learning so much from the likes of social media, and they're a lot more aware. I remember doing a talk in schools and to 17 and 18 year old leaving search students, they knew a hell of a lot more at that age than I did, even in my mid 20s. They knew a hell of a lot more. But the whole thing of in relation to the food avoidance diets that a lot of people will jump to, or do people fail diets? I believe it's somewhere in the middle. People aren't to blame. It's the education system has a part blame with it, but I also think it's the ingrained system in our heads that we want things done very, very quickly. And I would always relate this back to when you go up to sign up for college, for example, or you go to university. You don't tend to rush your results there. You know it's a three or four year course or whatever length of course it is, and that's gives you a basis of right it's going to take three or four years to get here what do I need to do to get to that like if someone said to you right now it might take three or four years to lose the weight or to get the physique or the body you're looking for right now people are like no I'm not interested I'm looking for the quicker fix but the ironic thing is that quicker fix is actually making a hell of a lot more difficult for yourself because you're losing that same 10 pounds or 15 pounds over and over again and you're staying where you are it's kind of like just driving on a roundabout forever and never getting off it that's what it kind of feels like and it just creates that yo-yo dieting loop forever and that can be very very hard to kind of get off and it can create this very short-term attitude and the, the hardest thing to accept for people from what I've seen anyway from coaching over a thousand people at this stage is there's a lot of self-blame and kind of harshness towards their language towards themselves but if we change the attitude towards a short-term attitude to a longer-term attitude you'll be able to get off that yo-yo dieting train you will 100% be able to get off that yo-yo dieting train and I'll put an episode in below on the yo-yo dieting and how to do that and if you look at it from a longer-term approach rather than a short-term attitude you will have a hell of a lot more better results because too often, people will embark on these strict diets, such as keto or paleo, or these these things that rapid like promote promise rapid f- weight loss. Or someone will go on a cut. Now, don't get me wrong. If someone wants to do so a cut for a wedding or a cut for a holiday, and they're they know afterwards they're probably going to put the weight back on. There's nothing wrong with that. But the the reality is, they're aware of what they're doing. If someone's looking to improve their their weight loss or their fat loss for health reasons and they keep going for these quick fixes. Cutting out a food group is like the equivalent of cutting off a limb. It's not going to work long term. Like The whole point of weight loss in my eyes is to make it some element of a... that it doesn't impact on your life too much and doesn't cause you overwhelm. Generally, when it's causing overwhelm for you, it's generally when you're losing sight of some sort of a goal. So part of being successful with kind of sustainable weight loss is understanding that fad fad diets don't really work, that you don't probably need to do as much hit or extreme exercise as as you're probably going to do and have done. You don't need to buy those skinny teas. You don't need to buy those detox things that you're working. You don't need to rely on willpower. You don't really need to rely on motivation. There are no quick fixes. There are no miracle cures. There are no magic pills when it comes to weight loss. Despite what this, in the fantastic industry that we live in right now, it requires being a little bit smarter, potentially making a little bit more of a structured plan for yourself. And that structured plan element can trigger people because like, I don't want to, have this to overtake my life but it's not overtaking your life it's not dictating your life you're doing it wrong if you are if it's letting it take your life we're trying to create small sustainable habits so one of the things that like if you think of it like when people are entering on my fitness pal and my fitness pal is changing right now if you think about my fitness pal will enter in and most people will go for 1200 calorie diets right on my fitness pad because they've aimed for a two pound of weight loss a week okay so already you're starting off on a restrictive diet but what happens if you even halved that by like a pound of weight loss a week or half a pound of weight loss a week that's a lot more maintainable a lot more sustainable as well and if you lost half a pound a week for 52 weeks in the year on average you would be 26 pounds down for the year rather than if you went two pounds of weight loss on average a week and losing 10 pounds and then putting that 10 pounds back on. Like I know which one I want to work for and I know which one is a lot more sustainable to the individual, but for whatever reason ingrained in society right now is that quick dopamine fix of I need to do this now but relate it back to college. You know when you're going into college that it's gonna take you three or four years to get your degree. You don't try to speed it up. You do the best you can. You look at it, right? I've got exams here, so I need to work for here. I've got assignments to do, so this is due here. And you know when you're able to push things, you know when you're able to ease off on things. Dieting is the exact same as that. Aiming for half a pound to a pound of weight loss a week is a lot more sustainable. A lot more sustainable and a lot less restrictive for yourself. And many people who struggle with that short-term attitude also struggle with that all-or-nothing mindset. And people will say these sentences of, I'm all-or-nothing. No, you're not all-or-nothing. And I have another episode on that as well. You're not all-or-nothing. Your mindset is all-or-nothing. I myself began my health and fitness journey with loads of endless amounts of hit sessions and wasn't aware of, food groups or what nutrition was really and I've seen it with clients so many times like well I have to cut out the chocolate I can't have it in the house I can't have the alcohol in the house or else I have it but that's almost running away from the problem you can have that food in the house and still get your results it's just giving yourself saying right can I have some of it each day yes if you have more than you probably need you're human see the way I've I've removed that morality that you've attached to it when people think about dieting they kind of go well no bread no pasta no milk no cheese definitely no wrap snacks basically chicken veggies and berries and i've literally have a client call this morning and on that she worked with a nutritionist and she worked with a dietitian and rather than getting to the nitty-gritty of the emotional eating that is prevalent for the individual and we're going to work on that quite a lot they were given a restrictive meal plan and hoping that problem would go away. But that's kind of like trying to fix a leak in your bathroom with and wrapping it with a plaster. It's not going to do it. It's not going to address the issue. And then you'd end up feeling bad and negative about yourself and return to that overly restrictive regime the next day. I've fallen off the wagon in inverted commas. This is a very destructive cycle and soul-sucking cycle that a lot of people can get into. But I see it all the time with clients. It's that all or nothing mindset that can keep you in this perpetual cycle. And this guilty cycle. They can bring in shame and guilt around food. Food is there to be enjoyed. It's why it was created. It's there to nourish us. And the, the abundance of food right now, our minds are not able to cope with it. We're still in that scarcity mode of what was going on, this cave cave person time. When... They didn't know when the next meal was coming from. So when they saw food, they went, give me it all. We're still in that cycle. That's built into our psyche somewhere. So when we see our favorite foods, we see those foods that will make us happy and feel good. When those arrive, we tend to eat a lot of them or more of them than we, that we probably need to. But the guilt and shame cycle can be broken by allowing yourself to have that food. Guilt generally means that you've done something wrong. And guilt is an underlying thing, and shame is the overwhelming thing around guilt. So shame means I am wrong. So for example, one example I would kind of normally give a client is, I feel guilty, and on the check-in sheet it says, I feel guilty for having chocolate. Okay, so that's essentially saying, I am guilty. I am wrong for having chocolate. And the shame element of it is, Or sorry, guilt means I am doing something wrong by having chocolate. Shame is I am wrong for having chocolate. Okay, so let's dissect this a little bit more. Why am I able to have chocolate daily and you are not? It can't be two different rules for two different people because the rules are created by, not by you, the limiting rules that you've created are by you, but the rules around food aren't created by you. So guilt means I am wrong. Sorry, guilt means means I've done something wrong and shame means I am wrong. So the shame element is the the overarching thing around it. It makes it more personal. I'm a bad person for having chocolate. I'm a bad person because I have no willpower. I'm a bad person because I have no motivation. I'm a bad person. Like if you heard your kids say these sentences to themselves, how would that make you feel? I don't think it'll make you feel too happy. But that's the language you are portraying and they can overhear. Kids are smart. They're hearing those sentences that you're saying potentially to your partner or discussions you're having with friends. But if there's one thing that you can improve is having the ability to have that chocolate every day. Have that time for you in the evening of having some chocolate for yourself. For me, it's having the ice cream for myself. Am I wrong for having ice cream every day? No. Am I gonna go to prison because I'm guilty for having chocolate each day? No. Am I wrong for enjoying myself and having, having chocolate after a hard day's work or for after football training? No. It's something that I enjoy and it's for me. But when you have that shame and guilt around food, it's addressing that. When it's that emotional eating side of things you need to address that like we're all emotional eaters, positive and negative if you think about birthdays christmases we overeat around those times but they're happy times so emotional eating can be both positive and negative but the all or nothing concept applies to fitness as well do you think about it you try every single thing you've tried hit you've tried five days six weeks days a week of training but you probably don't need to do that because you're not, it's not sustainable for you. There's going to be times where you're a little bit more focused with your training and you'll be, you'll be a little bit more consistent with it and then there'll be times where you're not as consistent with it and that's okay. Even the fitness people that you see up on Instagram or whatever it may be, they take breaks away from training. It's completely normal. You can't always be on it. Your body, there's different priorities. When people say they haven't got time, if you want to listen to the episode of 286 with Danny Matranga, Danny Matranga talks about this, uh, with with parents in particular, of the sentence of, I don't have time. I don't think it really is down to time. I think it's really down to priorities. That I don't have time makes it very personal, that I am a bad person because I can't do this for me. But if you take that sentence away and that blame away from yourself as well, say, I don't have, that it's not a priority for me right now and other people are a priority. That's not a a great thing that other people are a priority, but it could take that blame away from yourself and say, right, this isn't a priority for me. What can I do today that's going to help me? That's a massive sentence that will help an awful lot of people. So with the whole element of fad diets, it generally involves eliminating a whole food group. Or a cleanse, or a detox, or licking a squirrel, or whatever it may be. I always say to my clients, "Would you let your kids do the stuff that you've done before?" No, I would say is the answer. But are they not learning from you? Because I have so many, I have so many clients that would come in and say, "I've my parents, or my mom, or whatever it may be, went to slimming clubs and brought me when I was young." That's through no fault of their own. And that's also not a blame game. They weren't provided with the education. If you think about it, if you take something out of your diet, guess what's going to happen? Think of the big red button. If you're told not to press the big red button, what's going to happen? You're going to want to press that big red button. But it also makes you feel And can bring that that kind of those wordings of "I'm a bad person for doing this." You're not a bad person for wanting to have your favorite foods. Like, like think about it. You're not a bad person. You're not a weak person. If we think about it realistically, the dieting industry is worth billions and billions and billions of dollars and euro. They want your money. A lot of it would be, of the old method would be, it would be designed to not to educate yourself. It would be designed not to educate you on how to have your favourite foods daily. But, the language around thing like the slimming language that's out there. Sins Sin free like sin's not even a word, it's not even spelled correctly. SYNS is not a word. It's made up. It's picked out of thin air. Like the the, 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 the wordings that's out there of like I'll oh, lose ten pounds in two weeks. It's quite Like, if someone is quite trim and they try to lose 10 pounds, that could, like, it's quite a lot of weight for someone who's quite trim. But it could be quite a lot of weight for someone who is potentially on the heavier side of things. But going for those quick fixes creates this idea that it's going to give you the results for doing nothing. It's going to give you the results for sitting on your backside. It's important to bring that whole thing of by going for those fad diets consistently, you are making your journey a hell of a lot more difficult for yourselves. And people will say, well, Shane, you've got the female fat loss program for six weeks. Yes, I have, but it's not a fad diet. There's no foods off limits. And the people who are in there are not coming away with 20 kg results in six weeks. That's not what it's about. Are their clients getting amazing results in there? 100%. And at the minute, I think there's about 70-75% who stay on for a second one or a third one even. So it's moving away from that initial six-week buy-in and creating a system for them to be safe, A system for them to feel comforted, a system for them to move away from that yo-yo dieting background. We all want things now. But have you ever thought about when you want things now and you don't get it, you get a little bit pissed off? But what about being able to feel like you can have a night out without feeling guilty? What about being able to have that chocolate without feeling shame? What about having a better relationship with food? What, are, what about being able to better manage your stress or your sleep around food? What about being able to miss a workout without feeling guilty? What about not having to hammer yourself with hit sessions, stupid hit sessions in the living room? I think hit's a great idea. But do we think everyone should do it? Probably not. If you enjoy it, work away. Absolutely work away. but you have to think about what you're creating in your head and what in your psyche. You want something now for minimal effort. Like if you think about what some of the most rewarding things that are in this world, they take time. Like I had one of my clients during the weekend and if if you listen to our episode, Una has come full circle in relation to Una came to me looking to lose weight, and she's openly spoke about this on the episode. And I remember I had that initial conversation, she's like, Una, we don't have a menstrual cycle, and we need to try and get that back. And she's like, I'm scared, and but I am going to put my faith in you. The cycle came back. We worked on improving the relationship with food. We worked on managing the stress, getting a little bit more fats into our diet, a little bit more carbohydrates into our diet. It took a little bit of time. But here we are now, two or three years later, and we have two beautiful twins. Una didn't have a cycle for 10 years. Carrying a baby takes nine months. One of the most beautiful things, the most joyous things in the world and in, in our lives. That can happen takes time saving for a house for a mortgage and you get that house of your dreams takes time getting that degree or that master's at the end of three or four years of of hard work Well, first year we don't really count first year first year is about enjoying yourself a little bit more second year probably but you know what I mean it takes four years but I will ask this question and, I, I, and I'm going to put this up in my stories, I'd say, in the next couple of days. Because I had thought about it over the weekend, but I was like, no, I'm going to actually just chill out for the weekend. Didn't want to work all weekend. Of Would you rather lose £10 now and keep trying to lose it? Or would you rather lose £10 now and keep it off forever? And I know the results are going to be mixed. I know the results will be mixed. I'd be surprised if it's not 60 or 70% towards the quicker fix. But it's also only focusing on a weight. what a weight says and what a piece of plastic says on the floor. You're forgetting the rest of it. You could be making your life miserable for what a piece of plastic on the floor is going to dictate and tell you to do. Dictate is what it does. It dictates your mood. But doesn't need to let you. It doesn't need. You don't need to let it to dic- to dictate your mood. Like you're in control. The scales isn't in control. You give control away to the the weighing scales by putting or projecting how you feel about yourself onto a piece of plastic. Like if you set foot onto your watch, and stood on your watch, one is probably going to break. But two, it's it's a couple of numbers telling you the time. But that doesn't make you less of a person. We've been brought up in this culture, unfortunately, where you're shamed for being a certain weight. Medical professionals, there's a little bit of shaming if people with eating disorders who are potentially overweight, it's their fault for this. It's not their fault. And eating disorder is a serious illness. It's so misunderstood. And there's a lot of people, unfortunately, struggling with that. It's heightened since the lockdowns and the COVID restrictions and stuff. Uh, in all genders but that yo-yo dieting fad diet cycle that you are in is a destructive cycle it's i compare it to if you stick your finger onto the end of a table and get a hammer and smash the hammer into your finger what's going to happen it's going to be a world of pain That's essentially what this fat diet world is created for you and potentially an element of it has been created by yourself through the lack of education that's been provided. There's so much information out there in the world at the minute regarding nutrition and then a lot of people, like it's an amazing world and I'm so lucky to have some of the conversations I'm going to be having for the month of September and October, all the guests are booked in. So some of the names in there are amazing, but the ironic thing about fad diet it's 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 like it's like that. Remember that ad Ronsil when you were when you were a kid does exactly what it says in the tin. The fad diets do exactly the opposite of what it says in the tin. It should come with a warning and a label on it. There should be an element of... The, the industry is too, it's making too much money for the governments. It's making too much money for those companies that are running the world at the minute. We all want these quick fixes. We all want these quick hits. But the, the ironic thing is it's making our lives a lot diff- more difficult. If you think of it when you were driving, say if you're going from Dublin to Galway or you're going from London to Manchester, do you slash your tire before you start driving? I would hope not. One, I wouldn't advise on, and one, two, it's not safe. But that's essentially what you are doing by signing up for another fad diet, another quick fix. You're essentially slashing your tire before you start to move. You're already, you'll probably end up Spending, like I know, some of the things that can happen with, I like, there is there is a financial crisis at the minute. So I am very, very conscious of this, and this could be a massive factor for people. But if we keep going for, say, the hundred euro kind of package, and you're having to re- renew that every month for say 9 months that's 900 euro but if you're working with someone continuously for X amount of money it could save you a hell of a lot more money in the long term if you think about the amount of money that you've spent on supplements you can't supplement yourself out of a, a, a less nutritious diet supplement is a supplement diet it shouldn't be the diet you can't out diet yourself out of lack of like stress boundaries or lack of sleep it's not going to end well if you're not sleeping you're going to want more food it's what the body's looking for it wants a quick source of energy and my job with my clients is to provide that education to get them away from the fat diet it can be frustrating for me and for the individual i'm quite direct with my language sometimes and i know i need to work on that I am working on that but I would rather a client come to me that has potentially yo-yo diet all their life leave me in a better place having chocolate every day having better relationship with food rather than having some sort of transformation picture up on my social media I've reduced the amount of times that I've done that now Those social media those 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 pictures are a marketing tool. They're amazing for that. I love I, I much prefer the the conversations that I have with clients when they come onto the podcast, the client interviews. And I'm so lucky that I've had so many of them. And they've had transformations in their lives. They've had transformations in their lifestyles. They've had transformations in the relationship with food and their healing with themselves and the inner dialogues that they've changed around themselves. It's taken a little bit of time for some of them, but it's taken probably less time than they have been on that all or nothing mindset, that perfectionist mindset that I'm going to remove food from my diet mindset. You don't need to remove a food group in order to see results. I don't care who says it. I don't care who starts talking about insulin fairies or insulin resistant fairies or whatever it may be. That's not what we're trying to... That's not what I'm about. It's about educating people that fad diets are making things a lot more difficult for you. Fad diets are food avoidance diets. If you avoid food, your body's going to want that food. If you're by avoiding foods, you're not giving yourself... And your body... The food that it actually wants and deserves and honours itself. You're punishing yourself. You're potentially relying on motivation. You're potentially relying on willpower. Which are two finite resources. They're not going to be there forever. There's going to be days you don't want to go for that walk. And that's fine. If you haven't slept, that's fine. There's going to be days that you don't want to prep the odd meal. That's okay too. But a lot of people start off with the intent of a weight loss journey of I want to lose weight the quickest rate possible and don't really look at the repercussions that are potentially affecting them. The the impact it has on emotional eating. The lack of awareness around stress and sleep. The impact it has on hormones. So many different factors come into play. So I might do that kind of story that I put up on my, that I said a moment ago in relation to would you rather run X results now or would you rather keep it off for X amount of years? And I'd be surprised at the results and I hope those, those results prove me wrong. We live in this dopamine nation, we live in this kind of like I want everything now. Our minds aren't prepared for the amount of abundance of food that we have in the world right now. And that's why there's an obesity pandemic or epidemic. We haven't got the tools in our arsenal right now. And a lot of people don't have the tools in their arsenal when things ramp up with stress or kids or work or whatever it may be. And there's no problem with having a plan B or a C. There's no pl- no problem in having and deviating from that's that kind of like people will say well I'm going to go off track or I'm going to go on track I don't really like that language because that kind of that kind of my, in my head or my psyche that's like I'm on a plan if I'm on plan I'm off I can't go off plan that's not what my coaching is about the philosophy that I have is there's nothing off limits. So if there's something off limits, it's potentially you are limiting yourself. Your beliefs around food or your beliefs around and the projection that you are having on food is potentially a limiting belief that you have around yourself. Generally, it's not food is the issue for people. Food is generally not the issue. If you listen to episode 284 with Sarah Ann Macklin, we talk about this in, a, in a great detail. Food isn't the issue for people. Generally, the issue for people is how they feel about themselves is projected onto the food. That's generally what's going on. But then once we have that food, we project even further and say, I'm a bad person for having these foods in my life. Life is short. Life is sweet. Why are we making it more difficult than cutting out our favourite foods? Think about it. You can have bread. I have bread every day. You can have carbs. I have carbs every day. I have chocolate. I have chocolate every day. I have fruit. I have fruit every day. We overcomplicate things. Nutrition is a lot simpler than people realize. The basics of it are, yes, there's like a lot of other stuff, like leucine thresholds and all that kind of stuff. But people are so, the information overload creates that kind of like, Ability for people to get a little bit more confused, a little bit more complicated. brings in that perfection element. But if you brought it right back down to basics, what do I need to do? Why do you want to do it? Why do you want to lose weight? Most people have no idea why they want to lose weight. They lose it straight away. As in they lose that whole thing of like if I haven't lost a pound in a week I'm giving up. Or I haven't lost eight pounds in four days I'm going to give up. That's just going to continue that cycle for you. And it's not about that you have to do this hard work, sweat, tears, all this kind of stuff. You don't want it enough. It's not about that. It's just not being clear on why you want to do it. And then once things kind of ramp up for people, they tend to drop the tools that have been working for them. So it's about kind of saying, what can we do? What can we do around that? Can we keep can we keep our regular meals? Yes, we can. I would say most people could. Eggs on toast doesn't have to be Michelin Star. Most people think I oh, I need a meal plan, I need to know, I need you to tell me what I'm going to have for food. I'm like, you don't need me to tell you anything. What foods do you enjoy? List out the foods you enjoy, list out the foods you enjoy for breakfast, list out the foods you enjoy for lunch, list out the foods you enjoy for dinner. Have your, are your shops or your ingredients in your presses and your in your shopping basket, are they linked in with those? Think about it you are making it a lot harder for yourself and the fitness diet fitness industry and the dieting industry is making it a lot harder for yourself as well you are not to blame for the, what's going on right now you are not to blame for the language that's been created it's been taught to you from somewhere food guilt and food shame has been taught to you from somewhere you can't unlearn it if you I found this episode useful, please do pop me a message. If you found this episode useful or it's just a normal rant that I normally go on because I've had caffeine, pop me a DM. Ask me a question. There's going to be a lot more solo episodes coming up now with kind of Q&As and I have like 20 episodes written out this morning. Here beside me of ideas for podcasts and I just need to fluff them out a little bit before I can release them. It's exciting stuff coming on. I have a brand new sponsor coming up for the month of September and then I have a continuous sponsor coming up from from October as well. So this has been created by you for following the podcast for so long. So thank you for that. It allows me to bring that a little bit more awareness to people and helps me to help you as well to bring in that awareness as well so if you found this whole thing of fad diets are actually making your life harder and more difficult and lengthening the process for you and it's making things a hell of a lot more difficult for you please do share it amongst friends you are not alone on what's going on so many people are stuck in this all or nothing mindset Bring it back down to basis. Count calories if you want. Counting calories isn't for everyone. Regular meals is a solid place to start. And going for a walk. But most people won't book in their walks and expect and they don't know why it doesn't get done. You know when your meetings are. You know when your kids are getting stuff done. Why can't we get stuff done for you? So book stuff in for yourself and things will get done. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And if you've enjoyed it, please do tag me up on your story.